Hi, and welcome to the Jimboomba Baptist Church Sermon of the Week. We hope that you will be encouraged and challenged by this message. In a little mini-series called Blessing. And uh, Blessing, we've got to first get that Blessing originates with God. Uh, last week we talked about blessing being God's very heart. It's the heart of God to bless. And if, if, you're, if you're mixing that up with thinking the heart of God is to curse as well, you're going to have a mixed picture of God. And, um, and it's harder to worship a God that you think has shadows of darkness within him or is tainted or has hints of evil or just a slightly tainted dark side. But when you get that the heart of God is, is pure, is light, is, there's nothing imperfect about it. It's pure goodness, the heart of God. And that includes his heart to bless. Listen to the podcast last week if you've missed that. Um, and so we're looking at a few different angles on blessing. Um, last week was God's heart and we, we read this uh, from Numbers chapter 6. And, and, and here we get a glimpse of God's heart to bless. And he's talking to the priest to do this over Israel. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. You may have heard this as a declaration at the end of services, you know, um, often that kind of thing in more formal settings as well, but it's so rich with the heart of God, isn't it? Like this is God's heart to bless. The Lord bless you. Like he wants to bless. This is his heart. Now, just quickly again, definition of bless, because it's a very vague word for a lot of us, isn't it? And it's vague um, for bad reasons, but also good reasons. The good reasons are that it's such a broad category, such a broad term. All right, so bless can mean um, to pour out God's f- grace, uh, to give God's favor, to give good status with God, to give an enablement that produces a success or flourishing in life. So all the good stuff, all the good juicy stuff, right? This is what bless means. And I'm going to keep repeating this phrase um, in this mini-series, that God's intention. Because of his heart, and his heart doesn't change, it's pure, it's just pure goodness all time. God's intention is always to bless. Always. It's always it can't be anything else because the heart of God doesn't change. It's the same, you know, yesterday and today and forever. Revealed in Jesus, it is the heart to bless. It's pure goodness. And, and it's only ever um, desire is to bless, even though other things happen in this world, and there are times that God withdraws his blessing, his intention for every person is to bless. This is God's heart. And, um, and even though we have a fuzzy concept of what bless means, like when someone sneezes, you say, bless you, right? What's that mean? And then there's a formal ceremony where you are blessed by someone maybe in uniform or in robes 
with oil or something and, and blessed. There's such a range of understanding in society, isn't there? And uh, we probably need to further define blessing a little bit, but because blessing, if it's actual biblical blessing, and if it's actual God's blessing, it does something. All right? It does something. It's not like, you know, uh, often today in, in social media, hashtag blessed, right? You know, there's a picture of you with sunglasses on, a palm tree in the back, a pina colada, hashtag blessed, you know, or, or, or you, you've, you're going through traffic and you get to work and you're like, three green lights in a row, hashtag blessed, you know, three green lights, you know, or, or you're lined up and you're like, I had to wait for five minutes for my coffee, but that coffee was free, hashtag what? Blessed, you know, and we've got all these frivolous kind of ways. Now, in, in a real sense, they could be, could be blessings. Not sure about the green lights thing, but, you know, every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. So anything that is good in our lives, we can say that is because of the hand of God. Uh, even if it's something we've produced, because guess who's given us the ability to produce that? So we can legitimately say that anything good in our lives is ultimately from God and ultimately a blessing from God. But what I want to say today is that God's blessing makes things happen. All right? It's not just like an empty pronouncement, is it? Like, bless you, and nothing happens. Or like, oh, you know, uh, God loves you and God blesses you, and you walk you, you walk in, nothing happens in your life. Or, or people come over to your house and they say, because we just want to bless you. And they come and they just sit there and do nothing. You know, like we recently had a family yesterday working in our garden with us, right? They came and truly blessed us. They, we, we had all this overgrown grass, you know, terrible, embarrassing story like houses down the street say, oh, you guys renting, you know, or, or oh, you're in that overgrown place up there. Like, yeah, thank you very much for rubbing in our faces the things that we know are problems in our life because we're busy with other things, you know, we've got other priorities in our life. But our family was so lovely and we didn't ask them to do this and they came, we just want to help you. And what a blessing, they're in the yard, they're pulling out grass, ripping into trees, cutting down stuff and loading up the, the, you know, the rubbish and tipping it out and doing all this stuff. See, blessing, if it's real blessing, something happens. Okay? If it's real blessing, something happens. It's not just a smile it's not an empty pronouncement. And certainly when it comes to God, it's not just, well, you know you're blessed, and that just means God's smiling down on you, but it means nothing for the reality of your life. That is not what God's blessing is about. Blessing means something actually happens. It's not an empty pronouncement. It's not an empty statement of, you know, just maybe how God sees us or something like that. And what we've got to realize is that we are all in need. We're all in need. The person that says, no, I need nothing, well, that's because you've got the things that are already ultimately provided by God. We're all in need. If you're breathing air today, if you are alive today, it's because you've been given something for free. 
If you've got a soul and a spirit and a body, it's, that was gifted to you. And you're in need of life to live. You notice that? <laughs> like this is, is a requirement. Like, and to live a flourishing life, we are in constant need of change because we know our life isn't in the full state of flourishing. If we realize our real need, we'll know that we're in need of real movement in our life because our life isn't at the pinnacle of what it could be. If we know that we're in need, we know that we need things to happen in our life. We need change. We need a substance or something to happen because we've all got areas. Only people with blinders don't get this, right? We all have areas in our life that certainly need change, that need God's blessing. Areas of relationships. Unless you can say, every relationship I have is perfect. You have need in your area of relationships. In your health. Maybe you've got good health now. You want that to continue. Finances. And this isn't talking about being self-centered or for self-gain. But we need these things. If there's any dysfunction in our life, whether external or internal, we're in need. We need change. We need... Sometimes our need is to know our need. You know, it's in a, you're, we're in a bad place when we don't even recognize that we need, we're in need of, of change, of a substance to come into our life that brings movement, that brings change. And here's the thing. It's so important to know that God's blessing isn't empty and that God's blessing comes with God's power. God's blessing comes with God's power. What is power? Power is the ability or capacity to do something or act in a particular way. It's the ability or capacity. See, it, 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 it's required, power is required for movement, for change, for everything we've just been talking about. And God's blessing, if it's really God's blessing, must come with God's power, and it does. His blessing comes with his power. This morning, I'm just going to look at a real quick passage that talks about a summary of what Jesus' ministry was all about. All right, it's prophesied in the Old Testament. Jesus quoting the Old Testament when he when he gets up and says, This is this is all about me, and this is my mission of why I've come here. And he he is exclaiming, he is is pronouncing what his whole ministry is about to be about. And we'll see that at the end of this passage that this is about God bringing his blessing to the whole world, just like, like he promised to Abraham in Genesis 12. In, in Genesis 12, like God blesses from the start in Genesis 1, 2, like we see that. But in Genesis 12, when he starts again fresh with Abraham, the father of the nation of Israel, he says that I'm going to bless you, Abraham, and all nations will be blessed through you. The ultimate fulfillment to that is who? Jesus. And this is the pronouncement of how Jesus is bringing blessing to the world. Okay, you ready? No one's ready yet. Are you ready? 
Uh, I'll keep going for you guys. All right, ready? Luke 4. You've heard this. You know this. Ready? The Spirit of the Lord. He gets up. He quotes this from Isaiah. Or he's reading from Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to what? Proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. The Lord's favor. What does blessing mean? God's grace, God's favor. This is the year of the Lord's blessing, the year of the Lord's favor. This is how blessing is going to go forward in Jesus' ministry. And he's saying all these things. And it's connected to the Old Testament concept of Jubilee, the year of Jubilee. Every seven times seven, so 49th or 50th year, depending on which scholars you follow, um, there was a year of Jubilee which meant release. It meant freedom. It meant freedom from debt. It meant if you're a slave and you often sell yourself into slavery to pay off debt, it meant you go free. It meant if your land had been taken over by others, you get your land back and, and things were kind of divvied out again. It was like a, a moment where debts were, were given up and slavery, slaves were set free. Freedom is the word that the year of Jubilee was all about. Freedom from debts, freedom, there's forgiveness in that sense, and a release and a rest for the land. And Jesus comes on the scene saying, this is the year of God's blessing. This is the year of Jubilee. This is the year of the Lord's favor. And here's what, and what did Jesus go out and do? What did Jesus go out and do? Said, proclaim good news to the poor. Proclaiming. He went proclaiming God's goodness and favor toward all people. In other words, the kingdom of God has come near. He, he went out forgiving, didn't he? He forgave people their sins, which only God's meant to do that. He was releasing them from sin. He went about healing physically and holistically, healing people of all kinds of things. He went delivering people. This blessing came with power to deliver people from evil Powers and dark powers holding people in bondage. He was proclaiming the year of the Lord's blessing, and that meant power. That meant power. See, proclaiming blessing came with power to enact that proclamation. You get that? Like, see the words proclaim? Because he is not proclaim good news to the poor, proclaim freedom. Like, that's not just saying, you guys can be free, or I've got good news to the poor. It meant doing something. It meant there was a power to enable that proclamation to come true. Does that make sense? The blessing required, and it came with power, power and ability to bring real change, power and authority to bring real healing, to bring real joy, to bring real peace, to bring real love, to bring real deliverance. God's blessing comes with God's power. This is essential. This is so important. 
I try and think of this. Like, like we read over passages, and we did this a few weeks back. Ready? When Jesus, the little children come to him, and the you know, disciples like, don't bring them. And he rebukes the disciples saying, no, let the little kids come to me. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and blessed them. Question. Did those kids walk away just the same as they were before they met Jesus? Did those kids walk away exactly the same before Jesus blessed them? Did Jesus' blessing come with some kind of power? Like, really? Do we just think, like, we read over these, don't we? Do we really just think it was like, oh, that was nice. Jesus said he loved them or something, and they went on their way, and that was, they're blessed. Jesus blessed them and, you know, bless you, and they walked on, and now just nothing happened. Do you think anything Jesus did in his ministry left people unchanged? Do you think any words Jesus said were empty of power and authority and real change? No way in the world. These kids walked away different because they'd received blessing from Jesus. How could we think anything else? Otherwise, it was empty what he did. Right? Is this right? This is incredible when you think about this. Like His blessing actually did stuff. Look at this one. Um, Peter, Simon... I just proclaimed, you are the Messiah, right? And Jesus says, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this, that proclamation of him being Messiah, was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by who? My Father in heaven. Blessed are you, Peter, Simon. Blessed are you, because you got this information not from flesh and blood, not from going to the library, you probably couldn't read anyway, like not from talking to your mates, not from figuring things out, but this was revealed to you by your Father in heaven. In other words, you are blessed because something real has taken place. There's been a real power, a real authority, a real something that brought change to the way he thought. And that change was that he got the revelation, the understanding that Jesus was the Messiah, the Son of God. Isn't that incredible? The blessing was a power for Peter to understand. He's not just saying, well, you're blessed, Peter, because you get this. He's saying, yeah, you've been blessed. You are blessed because the, the, like, blessing comes with a power, comes with an authority, comes with an ability to do something. Are you getting this, church? Like something actually happened to Peter for him to get this. You know, have you ever been in that situation, by the way, where God has revealed something to you and you're like, I would not have got that any other way except for this blessing from heaven, a power from heaven, an ability that came from heaven that changed my heart and my mind to think differently. Yeah? And this is what is happening. This blessing is not empty. We, we just use the words too much. Hashtag blessed, you know. But this is something real happening in this man's life. 
Another question. Luke 24. This is after the resurrection and that, and Jesus is about to be ascended to the Father. When he led them out of the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands. I don't know how he did that. But he blessed them. My guess is he's directing his hands toward them. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. How did they do it back then? I don't know. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. What a cool way to depart, though, hey? Like, what a cool, like, if you're one of the disciples, what a cool way to feel the affirmation of Jesus, even if nothing happened with the blessing. But do you believe that if Jesus was reaching out his hands, blessing his disciples, that nothing changed? Think about it. In the past, I read these kind of stories and just gloss over them. But when it came to studying blessing and looking at this, this topic, like blessing comes with power. It has to. If it doesn't, it's not real blessing, is it? It does nothing. If it's empty, if blessing is empty, is it a blessing? Think about it. You know? Oh, I just want to bless you with some money, Scott. And then you walk away. Like, what? <laughs> no! <laughs> if that's a real blessing, guess what? It comes with substance, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Can you picture what Jesus did for his disciples in this moment, coming with no substance? Something changed. He was blessing them. His blessing came with a power. Now, I don't know what that was, and this is where it gets a little bit vague, because we don't see the, you know, exactly what was transferred or what happened there. And we know that they start to wait in Jerusalem for an even greater blessing, the Spirit to come and that kind of power into their life before they'd go and be witnesses throughout. Whoops. Sorry. <laughs> Don't know what happened there. And, you know, thanks, Rach. <laughs> but this, there's a real something happening. Blessing has effect. Blessing has ability. Blessing has power. It is not empty. And how good is it that it is always God's intention to bless. It's always God's intention to bless. Let's just jump back at this uh, passage that we read before. Here we go. All right. Jesus read out from Isaiah 61. He said, The Lord's anointed me because the Lord... Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. Who are the poor? The poor aren't just the economically poor. The poor, you can be poor in many different ways, can't you? You can be poor relation, in a relational aspect, in a social aspect, in, um, physically, you know, also, yes, financially. And so the poor is a very wide term here. Good news for the poor. It's the outsiders. The people we look at and think of, poor them, you know? Poor. And, and Jesus is saying, this is good news to these people, the outsiders. They receive grace. Have you ever felt like you're on the outside? Have you ever felt like you're poor in some way? This is what Jesus came to proclaim, good news 
to the poor, this blessing, this year of the Lord's blessing, this year of the Lord's favor, was going to give a power to the poor, give something to affect their position. He said, he sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, for the captive. This is forgiveness of sin. This is release. This is release of Satan's power. It's also proclaiming a release of exile. They, were, they considered themselves still in exile uh, because they were oppressed by enemy forces. Freedom from the prisoners. Do you ever feel like a prisoner to temptation? Do you ever feel like a prisoner to sin? Do you ever feel like a prisoner to evil? And Jesus comes proclaiming freedom. You can't proclaim freedom to people if you don't have the power to back that up to bring true freedom. And this is what Jesus came to do in his ministry. And didn't he have the power and authority to back that up? Don't we see that in every story, Jesus, where someone wants to be set free? That's all that needs to happen. Jesus needs to be in the room, and someone needs to be willing to be set free. If you're not willing, you don't come to Jesus to be set free. But if you're willing, Jesus is willing too, and he sets you free. That's kind of how the Gospels go, isn't it? It's kind of that simple. It's kind of that straightforward. The people needing freedom come to Jesus and he, by a power of God, sets them free. Recovery of sight to the blind. Physical issues. Spiritual issues. Not seeing truth. You ever felt like you're not seeing clearly? Ever felt like you needed to see clearly? Ever known that you were in a fog? And couldn't discern things clearly. You couldn't discern what God was saying or doing. You're in a fog. You need recovery of sight. And this is what Jesus came to do. Freedom from oppression. Freedom from oppression. Socially oppressed. Spiritually oppressed. Have you ever felt like you are being pushed down? You ever felt that way? Jesus came to bring freedom. This was what the proclamation of the year of the Lord's favor, the year of the Lord's blessing, was all about. Let's worship team come back up. The blessing... Jesus was proclaiming. And by the way, do you think it was just that year that Jesus came in his ministry to proclaim the year of the Lord's blessing and then after that year lapsed, boom, it's over. No more favor. No more blessing. Do you get the sense that this started with Jesus and it doesn't stop until he comes again? And the only reason it stops when he comes again is because God's full blessing covers the earth. His full glory covers the earth. 
His manifest presence in its fullness covers the earth and every individual on it. This is the ministry of Jesus. Jesus came to bless, and that blessing came with an incredible power. And that power set people free. If you are here this morning and you sense that you need to be set free from whatever, from the power of evil, from the power of something oppressing you, from the power of fogginess, you're not seeing things clearly. Maybe it's from physical ailments. You just need to be set free in some kind of way. I'm going to ask that you'd come forward and we're just going to ask for Jesus to bless you because God's blessing comes with God's power. And I know as a pastor that even with so few people in the room, there are a lot of issues and a lot of pain and a lot of areas that need God's power to truly address it. Yeah? And so we're just going to simply do that. We're going to sing a couple worship songs and I'll be praying and, and some leaders might join me in, in time. And you just come down and maybe you could even just name the line that you feel like you fit in. To proclaim good news to the poor. I feel like there's something in my life that is just poor. Uh, to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. I feel like a bit of a prisoner. To recover my sight. I just need sight in some kind of area. I don't need the details. We don't need the details of people praying over you. Uh, I feel oppressed in some kind of way. Okay. And we're just going to declare the year of the Lord's blessing over you. That's all we're going to do. Ask for God's power to be present and God to bless you. And his blessing comes with his power and his power sets people free. Father, thank you. It's that simple. Your heart is just so awesome toward us. And God, I pray this morning that you would set many people free. Many people free by your power, by simply asking for your blessing that comes with your power. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Your heart is always to bless. Your intentions are always good toward us. Thank you, Father. And we, we welcome you here, Holy Spirit, to minister powerfully. Because it's you, Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. It's you, Holy Spirit, that supplies the power to truly bless people. Thank you, Father. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like more info, please see our website at jbc.org.au. May you know Jesus' presence with you. Have a great day and God bless.